It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. So it's faith-based. So you're involved with faithism, not atheism, right? It was that you said, saying that you know a lot of Christians, um, they maybe text or they maybe email you, and you know they were pretty much scared of you. And I said, oh, okay, a challenge, okay. No, I believe the Bible. I believe the Bible is saying that slavery is okay because it gives instructions about how to handle slavery. Andrew, that's faith. You just said you accept evolution, evolution theory. So that's faith. You got faith in a theory. By any chance, are you gay? Uh, what do you think about well, totes? Hello, everyone. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me here again on the Atheist Roundtable this weekly, well, mostly, live call-in show about atheism, agnosticism, and belief and non-belief, and a whole bunch of other things to just kind of flow into your host's stream of consciousness for the 30 or so minutes that Blog Talk Radio gives me for free each week. I am that host, and my name is Andrew Garber. I feel lonely. I feel so, so lonely. You can help. You can send me an internet hug by sending me a friend request on Facebook, by liking the fan page for the Atheist Roundtable on Facebook, and most, most snuggly by giving me your oh-so-coveted five-star review on iTunes, Send me your internet hugs, and I will feel loved and appreciated once again. It's been a while since I've been on the air. I had to take a week off because of the 4th of July holiday, and there were so many fireworks going off around me that I just didn't think I was going to be able to get um, get a broadcast out without fireworks going off in the background constantly. So I just went ahead and took that holiday off. This has been an exciting time for me. I got to officiate at my fourth wedding this weekend, so that was amazing, and it's just been a lot of fun. Um, the pictures from ReasonCon have just been posted at the ReasonCon uh, Facebook page, and I've been going through all 521 of them so that I can tag my beautiful face in, you know, maybe the two that they were silly enough to actually take pictures of me in. So uh, most of them focus, of course, on, like, important people, organizers, speakers, and so forth. So if I happen to um, be in any of them, I'll be pleasantly surprised, and I'll be sure to tag myself in those so you can see what kind of fun I was having there. Anyway, uh, tonight I wanted to talk a little bit about what it's like to be an atheist parent. I've got a 10-year-old son. I've got a 6-year-old daughter. And my daughter doesn't really get the whole religion thing. It's more or less water off a duck's back. You know what I mean? We have religious family members. Um, We don't get to see my side of the family nearly as often as we get to see my wife's side of the family. And to be fair, my side of the family is indeed the more staunchly religious side in general. There are some pockets of free thought within my side of the family, but most of the, most of the people 
on my side of the family tend to be religious people. By the way, I'm supposed to say this at the beginning of the show, and I've I've already forgotten it. That's why this show is a stream of consciousness show. That if you want to call in when the show is live every Sunday at 11 p.m., if you want to call in when the show is live, the number to call is 347-838-8342. You call that number, you get in live, and you get to talk to me. If you're not in the mood to talk to me or if you're just not awake at 11 p.m. on Sunday because what reasonable person is, then you can leave me a voicemail by calling 765 280 3066, that is an expensive, free Google voicemail line, so nobody ever answers that. It doesn't ring to any phone. You just leave a voicemail there under three minutes because that's what Google gives me for free. And you can, and, and I will pro- I can even play it on the air if you want me to. If you don't want me to, you just let me know, and I will not do that. You can also text message that voicemail line. If you're more of a texter and you're not a uh, voicemailer, then you can send text to that to that line, and I get those two. So back to my story about my kids. My daughter, religion, water, duck back, okay? My son, on the other hand, is a little bit older, okay? And he, uh, we would send the kids sometimes to go to their grandparents on their mother's side, great-grandparents, actually. Um, they're the most religious pocket of people on my wife's side are my children's great-grandparents. When we would send them to spend the night, maybe so that my wife and I could have a, a moment of peace in our house, we'd send them off to the great-grandparents. And if we did it on a Saturday night, they would take the kids to church with them on Sunday morning. Okay, And I don't have a problem at all with my children going to churches, okay? I don't have a problem with it because I want them to be exposed to the ideas that they hear in these churches. I want them to know who this Jesus Christ fella is supposed to be. I want them to be familiar with the ideas, with the rituals, with the things that go on in church, with the language that people use, with the, all the things that go on in a church that a lot of people find just really strange and weird if they've never been in a church, I want them to see it. And I want them to see that the people that go there to these churches that hold these ideas, that participate in these rituals, are normal, regular people for the most part. They're, you know, great-grandma and great-grandpa, sure. They're a little different to be sure, but and the people in the church have a different way of looking at things, but I want them to see that these aren't monsters under the bed, that they aren't people to be feared. They're just regular, normal people who hold really different ideas about the way the world works really very different ideas about how the world came to be, what happens to you before you're born, while you're alive, what happens to you when you're dead, and why they have all these beliefs. Where does it come from? How does it get to them? You know, I want them to be able to see that the, that the way that these ideas are passed are, from, are through family. Look at the families that are coming to this 
church. You'll see lots of them. You'll see several generations of them because that's how these ideas are perpetuated. I want them to see that this is normal for some people. Now, even though that's my goal and that's what I want to happen, that is not necessarily what has happened, especially with my son. Again, with my daughter, she just blows it off, okay? She, it doesn't matter. Most of the time, my daughter is in her own little world self-entertaining anyway, okay? The only way that she really entertains herself with another person is to be right up in their grill, right up in their face, and laughing at why they're so uncomfortable with her being right in your face. Do you guys have kids like that? Has anybody ever met a kid like that? Well, the only kind of entertainment that they really have with other people is when they come right up in your face. And they're just right there and they're just laughing because you're like, you're right in my face. Well, that's my daughter. So since she's not allowed to do that in church, she's self-entertaining. My son, however, is paying attention and thinking to himself. And I'll tell you what, if there's one very dangerous thing is a 10-year-old with, admittedly, a broken filter between brain and mouth. It's a 10-year-old who is uh, at home encouraged to question things, who is at home encouraged to ask why, who at home is encouraged to explore thoughts and ideas, and then he goes into church. And there are times when things just come out of his mouth. <laughs> you can kind of see where this is going, right? There's been more than one time when my son has asked a question in church, and that question has been shot down uh, like a lead balloon. You, 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 have any of you ever been in that situation where you have a question and the only answer you ever get from a religious person is, we don't ask that question. <clears throat> that is not a question we ask here. Nope. Nope. We can't even pretend like you just asked that question. No. That's the kind of response that he'd get. That's the kind, and, and I don't want anybody to think that I'm trying to put down this church, Okay. That's not the point. point. The fact of the matter is, is that dang near anybody, when approached by my son, knows that they're either going to have to give the most complete and concise and thorough answer ever or shut the whole thing down at the beginning. So this, and, and that goes for video games as well as theological questions. Okay, so... Um, uh, and it's it's a fairly common defense, right, to to block questions uh, about faith, right? It's a fairly common tactic to just block those. Corbin hasn't been back uh, to church in quite some time. There's been a bit of a of a family tussle, and uh, Corbin is probably not going to be spending as much time with the grandparents uh, any longer. So. Uh, I asked him this the other night. I asked him tonight, actually. Are you going to miss that? You know, the only time you ever went to church, I said to Corbin, 
The only time you ever went to church was when you'd spend the night with your granny and grandpa. Are you going to miss that time that you used to go to church? And I was like, no. No. He said, what I want to know, I really want to know more about the Bible. Why in the world people take that thing so seriously? I mean, what I want to know is what's in there. I want to I want to understand what's in the Bible that makes people believe it so seriously. There must be something in there that is uh, that is drawing people to it because people take that Bible really seriously, and I don't understand why they do. And I kind of said, well, son. The reason people take it seriously is because they have not read the Bible. And he just kind of looked at me like, but how do you take something seriously if you've never read it? I know, right? So we started to get into a bit of a conversation there. And I think that I might have to bring Corbin back on the show again um, to give his perspective on religion as he begins to grow. I don't Really, he wants to read the Bible. And the problem with me reading the Bible with Corbin is that I've read the Bible and I just don't think it's child appropriate. Okay? I really don't think it's child appropriate. There's so much sex and violence and just, just no. Okay? I, I don't, I'm not sure how to cherry-pick the Bible in such a way that it makes it appropriate reading for a 10-year-old, okay? I know that there are other people who have read the Bible out there listening to this show. If you have an idea of how to make the Bible age-appropriate, 10-year-old, send me your knowledge at andrewtheatheist at gmail.com or leave me a voicemail or a text at 765-280-3066. Let me know your way of making that happen because I, I, I'm at a loss as to how to uh, share the Bible with my son and make it age-appropriate. I guess I could censor it. I could just like bleep myself or I could say, oh, we're going to skip these chapters and I'll skip that story about Lot and his daughters and we're just going to have to skip that whole thing. Um, but, you know, the, if I do that, you know, it's not like we keep the Bibles locked up in the house. You know, it's not like he can't read on his own. I, I really don't want to be drawing attention to that kind of violent stuff. Uh, ooh, ooh. All right, so if you have ideas, you let me know. I want to tell you a story about what happened when Corbin and the rest of my family um, were at my parents' house in Indy. My parents, of course, are the conservative Catholic folk, and a lot of my um, my expanded family, my close expanded family, brothers, sisters, brothers-in-law, sisters-in-law, etc., are also religious people. Okay, Again, there are pockets of free thought within my family, but for the most part, these people are all very religious people. All right. My son sits down at the dinner table, and really, out of the blue, there wasn't any kind of prelude to this. We were just kind of talking 
about the kinds of things that Corbin was becoming interested in over the summer break. Uh, that was really the, the only uh, precursor to this conversation. Corbin, what are you doing for uh, what, what, what kind of things are keeping you busy this summer break? And Corbin says something like, well, you know, I'm an atheist just like my dad, so I don't believe in any gods or goddesses. But I do believe that whoever created Steam online has got to be just like a god because they created the most awesome thing on the Internet. Now, if you don't know, Steam is an online gaming site that I just recently got introduced to by Corbin right before um, and I had right before I had JT Everhart and the Game Theory podcast on my show a few episodes back. Remember those? I actually did most of my research for that episode through my son. Okay, Corbin, tell me about this online gaming site Steam is. Explain to me how all these things work. What does MMO stand for again? Okay, that's how I did my research for that show. Shh, don't tell anybody. I went to a 10-year-old to do research. So Steam is where people can play video games online. Nobody else knows that. Not a dang soul at the dinner table knows what that is. All they know is that Corbin started the sentence off with, well, I'm an atheist, just like Dad over here. (laughs) Now, it's not a secret to my family that I'm an atheist. It's not a secret that I talk to my kid things I believe and not. But... It is one of those things that we've kind of agreed not to talk about. It's one of those things that we've kind of have this unspoken agreement to just keep that unspoken because we know we disagree and we all know that we don't not we none of the people in my, the people in my family, okay? We the people of my uh, family, my mother, father, brothers, sisters, brothers-in-laws, sisters-in-laws We tend to be thoughtful people. We tend to think about the positions that we hold, and we tend to, at least uh, in retrospect, rationalize the decisions that we have made for the positions we have taken. There's not a one of us who can't argue our, our position, okay? There's not one of us who can't argue which side is right. Now, of course, my side is the right side, of course, but there's not another one of us who can't articulate the other side. And we all know this. And because we know this and because we hold things and passionate as we do, we tend to leave these conversations alone. We know we disagree. We don't have to talk about it unless you want to, but... Don't you don't don't draw the guns if you don't want a gunfight. You know what I mean? You've got situations like that, right? You've got family, you've got friends, you've got people that some topics are just off limits because it just takes a spark before the whole room's ablaze. So, and and you know you don't want that. Nobody really wants that. So, it was good though. Um, everybody got a good laugh, a good nervous chuckle, and and things went over well. So, um, I 
when it comes to teaching my kids, both my kids, about what I believe, I'm always very open and honest, straightforward. I like for my children to know that if they have questions, they can ask. I want my children to know that if they see something that they find weird or interesting or new or odd, that they can come and they can talk to me about that. They can ask questions. I want them to know that one of my most common responses will be, why don't you Google that? Why don't you look that up on Google? What does the Internet have to say? I want them to get in the habit of looking things up online. You know, one of the one of the lessons that we're going to have to to uh, look at soon is how to tell the difference between a good website and a bad website. Right? This is something that's going to be exceptionally important here very soon because websites are not all created equally. Uh oh. Uh, so my phone's about to die. My battery's about to die. Give me just one second. Everybody just hold on one second, okay? All right. So I think I've plugged my phone in. Hopefully this is going to work for the rest of the show. I sure hope I didn't actually stop broadcasting. You never can tell with blog talk radio. You never can tell what audio is going to sound like before it goes out. I can't get any idea of what the uh, audio sounds like tonight. I'm actually using a uh, a brand new cell phone. I'm actually using a uh, cell phone that I've never used before for this show, so I'm kind of testing out the audio, hopefully that it's going to be a little bit better than it has before. I wish there was some way for me to test out audio before it goes live, but that is the... Uh, Disadvantage of doing a live show, I suppose. I suppose that's just the thing. I want to thank. I think I'm going to end it here because uh, I've done been distracted enough to uh, to have my train of thought derailed. And I want to get back to those pictures from Reason Con so I can actually tag myself in all of them because uh, that's that's a thing that I do. 521 pictures from Reason Con. That was probably the most amazing thing uh, I have ever been a part of. Uh, in my entire life. That was just an amazing time. If you have any way at all to plan for the next Reason Con, do it. Make the plans and be there because you will absolutely not regret it. Reason Con was absolutely amazing and I just want to uh, thank all the organizers and all the people that made that happen for probably the most amazing time I have ever had uh, at any conference ever. It's the only conference I've ever been to, so it was absolutely the best conference that I've ever been to. In any case, I'm signing off now because I am starting to babble and I'm not actually talking about anything, and that's a definite sign that I need to end the show. So, take care of yourselves because God isn't here. We are. Good night. Like the fan page for the Atheist Roundtable at slash Atheist Roundtable on Facebook or find your host at slash Andrew the Atheist. Send all of your email to andrewtheatheist at gmail.com. This podcast is the official podcast of atheists, humanists, and agnostics of the Wabash Valley. Find us on Facebook for monthly meetups. Music for this episode is provided, as always, by Dick Richards. Thank you, Dick. God is here. We are. Take care of yourselves.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.